Welcome to Good Faith Reads. I'm your host, Zach Dawes Jr., Managing Editor for News and Opinion at Good Faith Media. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast released twice a month in which we focus on one of our book authors at Good Faith Media. We've published more than 100 titles under our Nurturing Faith book imprint, and we invite you to check them out at goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Today's guest is Barry Howard, who is the editor of Call Stories, Hearing and Responding to God's Call. The book compiles the experiences of more than 40 clergy who explain how they were called the vocational Christian ministry. I had the pleasure of assisting Barry in reviewing the Call Stories in preparation for publication. He is joining us remotely from Atlanta, Georgia. So Barry, thanks for being with us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Zach. It's an honor to be with you and appreciate the good work you guys do. A standard question we ask our authors on Good Faith Reads is, tell our listeners in one sentence what the book is about. The Call Stories book is a collection of narratives of a variety of ministers describing how they sense their own call to ministry and how they eventually fleshed it out. Great. Can you share a little bit more about the background for the book? How was it conceived? What do you think its purpose and goal is? Who are you hoping to reach? Well, that's an interesting story, uh, Zach. It it's, could be called coincidental. Some would call it providential. But I was actually uh, listening to a sermon online by my good friend, Jim Somerville at First Baptist Richmond, when Jim stopped the sermon in front of his congregation and said, I don't think I've ever shared with you my call story. And he began to share with his congregation his call to ministry and then returned to the sermon. And his call story served as a wonderful illustration of what he was preaching to the congregation about responding to God's leadership in their life. Um, I'd been thinking about my own call story. So at one of the Center for Healthy Church's meetings, I mentioned that'd be a great uh, idea for a book and I referred to the book team, hoping somebody else would take it and run with it. And they actually said, uh, it was your idea. Why don't you take it and run with it, which I was honored to do. And so the group helped me come up with a list of wonderful ministers, uh, a broad, diverse group of ministers, men, women uh, from different backgrounds, different uh, uh, regions of the country, different ethnicities. And uh, their stories are all unique. And so it made for a wonderful uh, uh, journey for me, and, and I think made a, a really good book in the, the long run. So Barry, in reading all of these call stories, did that impact how you thought back on your own sense of calling, and did it shape that or change your perspective on it in any way? So I, I think that's a great question, Zach. You know, for me, reading through the stories, uh, I began to dialogue between my story and the stories that were contributed to the book. And I found it to be very affirming that um, people, uh, their call can change over the course of life. My call to serve as a pastoral minister has pretty much stayed consistent. And I respect those who have been called to different field areas away from ministry. But uh, I, I think hearing the call stories of others uh, helps us to better interpret and understand our own call story. And maybe even in this new season, uh, as we enter a post-pandemic world to do ministry, it re-energizes us and refuels uh, what Jeremiah called the fire in our bones. When I asked John Killinger, who was my preaching professor and mentor 
years ago to write an endorsement for the book, I found it intriguing that he said, maybe we pastors and preachers give too little thought as years go on to our sense of calling and how it figures into service year after year. And then he summarized by saying the testimonies of the contributions to this book reawakened my own sense of having been called to a life of ministry and left me refreshed and happy about my own spiritual journey. I not only resonate with that, I embody that. It refreshed me and made me very gratified about my own spiritual journey. You mentioned Center for Healthy Churches. Call Stories is part of Nurturing Faith Books Healthy Church Resources Series, which is a collaboration of the Center for Healthy Churches, the Eula May and John Ball Foundation, and Good Faith Media. Nurturing Faith Books and Good Faith Media are grateful for the support of the Ball Foundation and the Center for Healthy Churches in making this publication possible. We'll be right back in 15 seconds with more Good Faith Reads. Good Faith Reads isn't the only podcast from Good Faith Media. Each week, Mitch Randall and Autumn Lockett discuss current events and issues and interview faith leaders from around the world. New episodes of Good Faith Weekly drop each Friday. Get them wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Good Faith Reads. I'm Zach Dawes, your host for this episode. Today, we're joined remotely by Barry Howard, editor of Call Stories, a book from Good Faith Media's imprint, Nurturing Faith. Barry, thanks again for being with us. Could you tell us a little bit about your role as editor in putting the book together? In other words, just give us a glimpse into the behind the scenes process. Well, I certainly felt like a curator of a, a great treasure in this uh, journey. And, and I was very much the editor, but my role was to collect the stories, get them in a certain format, but try to preserve the stories intact as much as possible so that the uniqueness and the context and the flavor of each story remained very original to the author. It helped me get to know a lot of the ministers. It gave me an appreciation for the broad diversity of the ways ministers sense their call and for the journey. Some start very young, some sense the call later in life, and some come out of very uh, generational family systems that have been um, connected to ministry in one way or the other. So it's been, it's been a wonderful adventure. Well, I certainly enjoyed reviewing the stories with you and then thinking back on them in preparation for our conversation. I, I was struck again by the diversity of experiences no two stories were exactly alike, but they also had a lot of commonalities, like close friends or family who helped nurture and affirm or even call out that sense of uh, direction, that calling to vocational ministry. Um, were there any trends like that that stand out to you, or was there a call story or two that stands out? And if so, could you share a little bit about that? Oh, wow. That's, uh, you know, I guess that's sort of like asking someone, which is your favorite grandchild? And it's whichever one you're with at the time. So every story is a story that I cling to. But I think this, the stories that jump out with memorable lines, I've long admired Emmanuel McCall, both his ministry and his years as a professor and as a pastor. And to hear him talk about sensing his call at the age of eight, and even as a, a young child, he says, uh, I preach to the chickens and the pigs on the farm. That's classic. 
And so that was really good to know. And yet even Emmanuel McCall experienced uh, the rough edges of the church when, uh, as a part of his story, his grandfather was dismissed from a church he felt very unjustly. And so it could have driven him away from the church. So he had to see through the lens of grace uh, that God was calling him back into the church to make a difference. Um, I'm thinking of the story of Emily Hall McGee. And Emily's made a wonderful pastor, but a lot of uh, the older pastor friends of mine have been concerned that their children walked away from the church. And here's Emily, whose grandfather was a pastor, whose father was a pastor, whose mother just retired as a pastor, whose aunt is a pastor, and she really struggled against the call to ministry, even going off to divinity school. She said, I will not be a pastor. And yet, as she saw her own contemporaries walking away from the church, she felt a call back into the church to make a difference and to make the church better and to respond to uh, the uniqueness of God speaking to her in a way where she could be innovative and contextual. And she's doing that beautifully uh, in North Carolina. Great. Well, thanks for sharing. One, since I helped you, I'll, I'll offer one that stood out to me, too, in addition to those was Sarah Shelton, and it was really her opening paragraph in which she described, you know, Sarah comes from Southern Baptist tradition in which women were essentially told, you can't do this. And she tells a story about a, a young girl drawing a picture of her preaching and the mom coming up after and saying, my daughter asks, can boys be preachers too, or is it just for girls? Mm -hmm. And I, I, that stands out to me as a profound moment and a, a profound shift in perspective from what I think you and I probably grew up with in our young, young uh, years. So, Well, it does, but then Sarah had a wonderful father who was an iconic minister in my home state of Alabama. And I met Sarah many years ago when she was feeling her call to ministry shortly after seminary and was very honored that she did some for early preaching and my second pastorate. And Sarah was a favorite preacher then. And of course, one of the first women to win the preaching award at Southern Seminary. And so she has embodied that role of preacher, pastor, and what a great role model for men and women who are going into ministry. Absolutely. Well, an important note to our listeners, we at Good Faith Media are always accepting book proposals. Our authors engage with an experienced team of editors, designers, and marketers to produce and sell books on a variety of topics. So if you have a book proposal you'd like to run by us, head on over to goodfaithmedia.org bookstore for more information. That's goodfaithmedia.org forward slash bookstore. Barry, I wonder if you might read for us a sentence or two from the book that you think is critical for listeners to hear, either because it's representative of the book or because you think it's especially important for folks to hear that passage. Well, I mentioned a, a couple of individuals there in Emmanuel McCall and Emily McGee, both who struggled with the uh, dark side of church life, and yet they had been nurtured by the church. While there may be a few here and there who are called to church, uh, work called a mission from outside uh, the context of a local congregation, many even who become frustrated are those who've been nurtured by the church and they discover their calling in the church. 
I love the story that Michael Duncan tells. Michael is now pastor of the Drexel Baptist Church in North Carolina. And I was privileged to be his pastor years ago and to walk with Michael alongside his call. And he describes the importance of church in uh, his life and his interpretation. So just a, a couple of um, uh, two, three lines from Michael's story. He says it was in church, the church at First Baptist Williams, Alabama, that I learned how to pray. I was reminded of God's love each and every Sunday by good and loving teachers and pastors. I was challenged to deepen my faith, which was accompanied through, accomplished through daily quiet times, Bible study during Sunday school, Sunday night youth fellowships, Wednesday night devotions. I was immersed in youth mission trips and summer choir tours. I was called to lead in Sunday morning worship experiences. But one night during one of those uh, studies, our youth director asked those in attendance who they saw as leaders within, within the group. After a time of nervous silence followed, he called out my name as he saw me as a leader. It was through the youth group and Baptist campus ministry that the seed for my calling was nurtured through mission trips, Bible studies, worship experiences. And it was fast-tracked when I went to McAfee Seminary and the church at Peachtree gave me a chance to intern, which helped me finalize my sense of call. So every level of his call was, was influenced by the church, that in spite of what Bill Leonard calls the messiness of the local church, there's a lot of treasure in the local church as people cultivate and nurture life-transformative relationships. Our guest today on Good Faith Reads has been Barry Howard editor of Call Stories, a book again made possible through a collaboration of the Center for Healthy Churches and the Eula May and John Ball Foundation. The book, along with more than a hundred other titles, is available in print form, in paperback form, at goodfaithmedia.org bookstore, and as an ebook at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Barry, again, we appreciate your time and appreciate you being on the podcast today. Zach, thank you. Thank you for the interview and thank you for your collaboration on this project. Who knows, there may be another book of call stories in the make.